Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Exurgat Deus Dissipentur de Nemici Eis. Et Pugiancio Deruntium Apache Eis. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with the prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangele, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraecidium. Imperatuli Deus, supplicas de precamor, duque princeps militae calestis, satra maliosque spiritus malignos que ad peditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de prude. Amen. Coriesu Sacratissimum, miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis, Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostendis pacem tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est, in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> so I'm going to be quick. You know what's missing? in the talk about the Israel-Hamas-Palestine war thing going on. The church. The church used to teach that war was a chastisement. The church used to teach that the sort of devastation that was unleashed on the Feast of Our Lady of Victory in Israel, that was a chastisement. Wars, famine, plague, earthquakes, hurricanes. Once upon a time, the church taught, we need to take some time out do an examination of our cultural conscience, an examination of our society, and get right. There was a time 
where we would have looked at the videos, in particular of the guys on the little parasails coming in and flying in, and they always call it a music, they always they said it time and time again, the music festival. Like they landed at the music festival and they opened fire and they kidnapped a whole bunch of people, etc. Did anybody ask what sins need to be purged? What do we need to make atonement for? No. Do you understand? Even in the Torah, it was always taught, and the people of Israel fell away from God, they turned away from God, and they ran to idols and all sorts of <sighs> immorality. And then the army from such and such place came in, raided the joint, and scattered the people and killed however many. Now, the modern nation state of Israel has real national security concerns. I mean, and those are legitimate national security concerns. And they're supposed to be protecting their people. Supposed to be protecting their people. Supposed to be protecting their people. And there were some failings that allowed all of those, that whole travesty to happen. And rather than take a moment of self-reflection, and we did this after 9-11, rather than take a moment of self-reflection, we did the exact same thing. We, we skipped past the self-reflection. Now, we did come together as a nation, and then we went off to war. But I don't remember there being calls to fast and pray. I don't remember there being calls from religious leaders, even in America, particularly in America after 9-11, for repentance. And it's funny because you get the really wicked preachers, you know, the Jeremiah Wrights of the world, and they're like, America's chickens are coming home to roost. And I think in that moment was the only time anybody actually stopped and said, "Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we need to maybe we need to take a stop, take a minute, examine our consciences, find out what it is that we're doing wrong as a society, what we're doing wrong as a culture, and turn away from that." So here we are with political pontificators talking about Israel this and Hamas that and Israel this and Hamas that and Ukraine this and Russia that and what about us? Who's coming out and saying, hey, you know, these sins and they are sins. This turning away from God has to stop. And we're getting sort of a, 
a metered, watered-down, whitewashed, milk-toast version of that from pontificators like Glenn Beck. You know, hey, we need to figure out exactly whose side we're on. Well, yeah. Yeah, we do. But it's not about nations. It's not about, are we on the side of Ukraine? Are we on the side of Russia? Are we on the side of Israel? Are we on the side of Palestine? It's not about that. Are we on God's side? Are we stopping to take a minute to reflect, examine our consciences and say, you know, I've really been messing this up. We as a society are really botching this. And you can pick your this. Let's go. You want to run down the list? Run down the list. Why not? We're 12, 13 years after the full embrace of gay marriage. No legislation, just a court decision. And the whole country is like, meh, yeah, we'll go with it. Whatever. We haven't done anything about the drug crisis in our country. We've made it worse. How many states legalized marijuana? How many states are how many states have already legalized drugs harder than marijuana? Heroin, cocaine, methamphetamines. And all of these politicians, weird, all of these politicians are like we're going to legalize marijuana and and heroin and cocaine and we're going to ban tobacco. Can't have menthol cigarettes. What? Are you... What? I mean, even if you believe the BS single study that connected secondhand smoke with ill health effects, and I don't, because for that single study that I've heard quoted time and time and time again, and I mean repeatedly, I've got 59 more studies to talk about the positive health effects of tobacco. But okay, let's ban tobacco, and then we'll just legalize weed. <coughs> let's ban tobacco, we'll legalize crystal meth. Let's ban tobacco. We're going to waste our time going after people who smoke menthol cigarettes. <coughs> And we're just going to legalize everything else. I'm sorry. What? Now, I'm generally uh, non-committal for some of the drugs that people are talking about have med having medicinal uses. Because there are a lot of things that have medicinal uses. You know, the people who talk about microdosing or whatever, all that other, you know, new speak for, you know, more, more mind altering substances. And we were like, oh, no, we can, we, we're going to put restrictions on alcohol and tobacco and we're just going to go ahead and let crystal meth go. We're going to go ahead and let fentanyl go. We're, it, no, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be perfectly okay. No big deal. I'm sorry. 
That doesn't make sense. Crystal meth rocks the body. I mean, just does imminent damage, and it only really takes once. To really just kind of peel a person completely out of their life. Oxycontin and oxycodone and the various opioids. Destroying lives left, right, and center. I mean, criminal charges were filed against the pharmaceutical companies that brought those, those drugs to the market. And they were found guilty. And yet... One, those companies, for some weird reason, are still allowed to subsist. They're still allowed to do business. Hell, they made billions of dollars off of the COVID drama. Billions of dollars. Killed tens of thousands of people that we know of. How many of those videos of athletes just passing out nearly or just dying right there on, on, on the sports field? Healthy people. Physically strong people. Just, oh, hey, thanks, dead, gone. Cool, no big deal. Nothing to see here, folks. <clears throat> I mean, it started in 1973 with the legalization of abortion and just sort of went off the rails from there. I mean, you got almost half the country talking about <clears throat> abortion is health care. No, it's not. It's baby murder. It's the murdering of the most innocent people on this earth. Hey, we want to get a 15-week ban. Which, by the way, just so you're tracking, after Roe v. Wade, it was actually a 12-week ban. Roe v. Wade happened, and in most of the country, you couldn't have an abortion after 12 weeks. Now we can't even get a 15-week ban. Oh, it's all good. Not baby murder. No big deal. Contraception. No big deal. Sodomy. No big deal. Homosexuality. No big deal. I separated those two because there is a broader, largely broader common definition of sodomy. Um, these days. But homosexuality, no big deal. Gay marriage, no big deal. <clears throat> Got us to where we are today. Anybody stopping going, hey, maybe we're really screwed up and we should stop? Nope. Not a moment of introspection. Not even a second. Now, for the people who are realizing that all of these things that, were, that are basically being promoted as good are absolutely horrifyingly bad, for those individuals who are figuring that out, for those individuals who have that movement of God's grace in their lives to get them to turn, turn it all around, repent, and clean up their lives, they know, they look at it and go, no! Those paragliders landed in a music festival that if people are being honest... They'll call it what it really was, a rave. They landed at a rave, killed a bunch of people, kidnapped a bunch of people, tortured a bunch of people, raped a bunch of people. Paraded the bodies around the streets. 
and nobody said, hey, you know, maybe if we weren't sinning, maybe there would have been something to mitigate this. You know what America's response is every time Iran calls us the great Satan? No, we're not. Really, dude, how do you know? Do you know how much in common you have with what the devil actually wants for your soul? Do you know how far you've gone? And, I mean, how, how much of a dig out it's going to be to try and get back to something resembling Christian sanity? There's no call to fasting. There's no call to repentance. There's no call to prayer. There's no calling on God. Nobody's calling on God in this one. You know, Benjamin Netanyahu quotes the Bible. Ecclesiastes. Which, by the way, is in the Torah. You know, it's in the Talmud. or what, I, Honestly, I don't, I don't know that much about exactly where the books fall. But if you're talking Old Testament, you're talking about Jewish scripture. Quoting, quoting the Bible. There's a time for peace and there's a time for war. Yeah, you know what's also in that book, BB? A time for repentance. A time for turning back to God. And I'm reasonably certain that God would reward your natural efforts even though you've done what you've done culturally as a people. If you stopped sinning, maybe these things wouldn't happen. And that's really, that's really the key thing that we just seem to miss. Those of us who follow Catholic prophecy, we're, you know, all this is going on in, in Israel with Hamas and Palestine, but we're really actually paying attention to what Russia's doing. Why? Because Russia, in Catholic prophecy, has a little bit more going on. There's room for China, because China's, China was predicted, was, was talked about in Catholic prophecy. A people, a people in the East who are far away from God. Gee, I wonder who that is. Far off in the east, far away from God. Hmm, weird. Couldn't imagine who those people are. But if you draw the line from Jerusalem all the way eastward, you there's a lot of people in that line that are pretty far away from God. That is the one thing. Like, well, we need to pick what side we're on. Yeah, you do. That's obvious. We're in a battle of, between good and evil. Yeah. Correct. That is true. I think who you have on each of those sides is mistaken, but your core concept is true. What you're missing is repentance. I think one of the reasons why God was very, very prominent, like why in the Gospels Christ explicitly says these people seek after a sign, but they will only receive the sign of Jonah. They will only receive the sign of Jonah. If you read Jonah, 
That's the sign. Now you can peel like you can actually go deep dive in and all that and break it all down. But what's the story of Jonah? God calls Jonah, says, Hey, I want you to head over here and preach to these people because I'm about to mess them up. I'm about to they're about to they're about to get the divine smackdown. Jonah's all like, I don't want to go all the way over there. So what does he do? He heads in the other direction. He turns away from God. God's like, all right, player, I got you. Get on the boat. Everybody on the boat's like, hey, the ship's about to sink. We're in a really bad storm. What's going on here? Who crossed God? Jonah raises his hand. Yeah, I kind of got a thing there. You're, you know, if you want to save yourselves, you're going to have to throw me over. Throw him over. He goes in the water. Boom. Think, oh, hey, okay, cool. I get to die now, right? Oh, awesome. Now God's going to have his way. So into the belly of the whale. Great. Tracking. Three days. Boom. Bop. Puked out right onto the shore. Okay. Tracking. Turn away from God. Resist God. He's going to find a way. He's going to find a way. Notwithstanding all the theological things, you know, life, death, resurrection, baptism, etc., all of the other things in that, what does he do? This is the part. This is the key. Now we've been, now we got the preamble, which is the thing everybody gets caught up on. Oh, Jonah spent three days in the belly of a whale or belly of a fish or whatever. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> What's the sign of Jonah? Somebody comes out, preaches in 40 days. This city is going to be destroyed. Y'all people have gotten too wild. You're wilding out. You need to fix your junk or you finna get smacked. They go. Yes, yes, we have. They tear their clothes. They put on sackcloth. They put ashes on their head and they repent. They fast, they pray, and they beg God for his forgiveness. And God goes, okay, cool. No need to wipe you off the map anymore. There's no need for me to destroy Nineveh. We're good. Golden. Thank you, Jonah. Awesome. Jonah? Jonah's mad. Jonah's like, I knew you were going to do that. I was pretty sure you were going to change your mind. He's like, yeah. You know why I sent you on this? Because this story's unique. Because in the whole of Scripture... From Genesis on, eventually the people turn back to God. On the <clears throat> look at the stories. Look at the history that's documented from Genesis to the Apocalypse. One story, one where the people hear the message. Receive the word from God. Pull their head out of their behinds and repent. Oh, crap, we are messing up. We need to stop. Tear the clothes. Put on sackcloth. Ashes on the head. Fast, pray, and beg God for forgiveness. And what does he do? My thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. A man lost in sin turns back to the truth, comes back to God, should he not live? 
A good man falls to sin. Should he not die? The sign of Jonah is more than just the belly of a fish. Oh yeah, this, that, and the other, and it's a precursor to what Christ does. Yes, the other precursor, the other thing, the main point of the story, the only story in the whole book where they come down and says, you guys are messing up. And the whole city goes, oh, crap, we need to stop. David sins. King David sins. He come, turns back to God. Solomon sins. can't remember of it's been a long time since i read the story of solomon <clears throat> pretty sure he turns back to god but not before he actually almost burned. it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burns the whole house down. The sign of Jonah, yes. The mystical, spiritual prefigurements and all of that, yes. But why would our Lord pick the only prophet who preaches that you need to repent, and they do, without getting their butts kicked? <clears throat> Think about it. Elijah preaches. Elisha preaches. And they got to get their butts whipped. 
famine across the land, fire from the sky, whipped before they repent. Moses comes down with the Ten Commandments. God's like, okay, we're still going to do the promised land thing, but none of these people who did that are getting, are, are getting in. All of those who turn back, this entire generation, gotta go. My people Israel will still take the land. You're still going to go into the promised land, but all of you people, all of you people who did not trust me when Caleb and Joshua came back and said, yo, yeah, that's true. These people are like grasshoppers and the walls are really tall and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. But the Lord, our God, is with us and we can take these uncircumcised Gentiles and we can take the land. And they're like, oh, well, uh, okay, you guys doubted? Okay, none of you, none of you. Because at this moment, like, like we did the wandering in the desert thing. We're like, no, no, no. I brought you up out of Egypt. I parted the Red Sea, pillar of fire in front of you, smoky cloud, smoky cloud, the whole nine yards. We did this daily. You saw my glory on the earth and you still don't trust me. Signs and plagues and the whole, like all of the things I've done for you and you still don't trust me. None of you are getting into the promised land. get their butts whipped by God before they finally figure it out. <clears throat> of all the stories, the story of Jonah is unique. It's unique in that God sends the warning, sends the prophet, and the people accept the verbal warning and repent. All of those chastisements against the Israelites, famine, war, plague, famine, war, plague, famine, war, plague. We're about to go through all three of these. It's about to be global. Maybe. At any time, we could stop and repent, fast and pray. Examine our consciousness. Examine our society and go, we need to change this. We need to change that. We need to come turn back from this. That's got to go. And anybody who's promoting that crap needs to die. And we get a couple of them and maybe people will stop promoting that crap and we'll be fine. But are we doing that? Not even close. Not even close. And traditional Catholics, I mean, you know, Our Lady of Fatima. If men don't stop sinning, there's going to be a worse war than the one that we're in right now. We're in World War One, and I'm a, and God's going to mess your stuff up with World with War two, with World War Two. We're going to go from thirty million to sixty million dead. Nobody's going to be spared, not the good or the bad. Well, some of them are going to be spared. And drop a bomb on Hiroshima, and some of them are going to be spared. And drop a bomb on Nagasaki, and some of them are going to be spared. And what do they have in common? Oh, that's right. 
devotion to the Blessed Mother, actually listening to what the church teaches, doing the right thing. And not just, not just on a natural level, like pushing it all the way to the supernatural. Not even going to get radiation poisoning. Going to be at both sites, whatever, don't matter. You guys are doing the right thing, like the actual right thing. And that's the point. Nobody's looking at these wars as a chastisement. Nobody's looking like, like we all kind of saw the Corona doom. And it was a lot of bollocks and BS. We got it. Okay, cool. But it was also a chastisement. And it was, I mean, you want to think about this. Nearly every church on the planet was closed. The font of grace was shut off. No confessions, no baptisms, no viaticum. No holy mass, nothing. The font of grace was basically turned off around the world. It was turned off. And a lot of us got the point. A lot of us woke up and realized, no, we really act like, no, this is wrong. We need God. You can let the liquor store stay open, but you're going to close the, the cathedral? Are you mad? I can get the booze, but I can't get, but I can't receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ? Can't even sit in front of the tabernacle? Are you kidding? So a lot of us were woken up by that and were like, no, 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 no. We need this. A lot of us were woken up, but most of us were not. Most of us just sat and watched the Netflix. Most of us just sat and streamed Amazon Prime. Most of us just sat and gobbled up the garbage Hollywood crap. Without any regard for the fact that maybe all this was happening for a reason. So here we are. Unrepentant. And you're wondering why the country's in chaos? We didn't make not one step in the right direction in the last four years. You're going to sit there and tell me you're surprised we're in this, we're in this spot? Come on. You know some of the things that I could probably point to about the nation-state of Israel? That maybe they were doing wrong? That might be one of the reasons why this thing occurred that would bring them to this point? How many of their people got the death jab? If you're going into Israel, it was pretty much mandatory. Had to have the death jab. They're the highest population, highest percentage Highest number per capita. 
by far, more than any other nation, took the death jab. Why is it the death jab? Because it was derived from dead babies. I made mention. The paragliders landed where? At a rave. Israel's been doing what? Basically partying it up. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a bit of internal political, or well, there was a bit of internal political conflict. <clears throat> but if they'd have been paying attention, if they would have actually been looking, if they would have had the eyes of truth pointed at their country, they would have realized that the COVID thing was a, was a chastisement. The death jab, a further chastisement. And they didn't repent. How many times did it say in St. John's Apocalypse, and, and the people did not repent? They hardened their hearts and they just pushed forward. How many times in sacred scripture does it say that? Where's the only time it doesn't say that? What happened to those people? Because the only time I can recall where it says, hey, this isn't going to happen, they did what? They stopped, they looked around, they said, crap, we're really messing this up, we need to head the other direction. And they did, and they were saved. And God did not level Nineveh. Nineveh was never reduced to rubble. <clears throat> Mexico's gotten hit by like, what, three hurricanes already? Like, ridiculously strong storms? Like, uh, I think it was Ida. Which one was it? One of them jokers went from like a category one and then like 15 seconds before it made landfall, just boom, category five. Wipe out Acapulco. Anybody repenting in Mexico? No, because they see, oh, well, I mean, it's just a hurricane. That's natural. These things happen. Climate change, climate change, climate change. The only climate I want to change is the climate of blasphemy and, trend and sin. That's all around the world right now. That's the only climate I want to change. And that is a human, that is man, that is anthropogenic climate change. Because we did that. We're the ones who created the climate of blasphemy. We're the ones who created the climate of sin. We're the ones who created the climate of degeneracy. And we're the ones who are paying for it. And God is sending every precursor at us, trying to warn us to turn back. Personally, I'm kind of of the opinion that <clears throat> my prayers can't do it alone. Your prayers can't do it alone. And we have an opportunity to increase the size of the army that's actually doing the praying. As I record this, it is All Souls Day. It would be a really great idea to do a really good examination of conscience. If you haven't done so already, go to confession. Get and stay in a state of grace. And start praying for some souls in purgatory. See if you can't see <clears throat> the plenary indulgences that you score. You can take those yourself if you want to be a greedy retard. Or 
You can take every one of those indulgences, the partial ones when you wake up in the morning and pray your three Hail Marys, the, the partial ones when you pray your rosary happening, you know, when you're driving in the car, the partial ones <clears throat> that you get, you know, from using holy water and actually anointing yourself with holy water. The graces that you get from the merits of actually fasting. And just take all of that and push it in the direction of the holy souls in purgatory. Try to clean out purgatory. If we can get purgatory emptied where all of them are in heaven, I mean, that's just recruiting for the church. Get them into heaven so their prayers can actually mean something. And do the penance and examine your own conscience and see where it is that you might be messing things up. And pray your rosary daily. Five decades minimum. It's not like you got to do them all at once. The whole rosary, 15, you can do 15 decades, takes an hour. And you can split it up in 15-minute, 15, 15-20-minute 15, increments. If you have the discipline, you can go every hour, you know, at the end of every, at the top of every hour, you pray a decade. Stop for a minute, work, pray a couple, you know, pray a couple decades. Piece it together if you have to. Go to the church. I mean, we don't, we don't, the church doesn't spend a lot of time promoting praying the stations of the cross, but the station, but praying the stations of the cross in church still carries indulgence. I mean, come on, this thing in Israel popped off on the Feast of Our Lady of Victory. There are no coincidences. God is actually being pretty clear. Christ has already been clear. The signs that we have is the sign of Jonah. If we repent, Nineveh will not be destroyed. Pray for the church. Pray for your nation. Remember that part of the plenary indulgence, easy to forget about this, part of the plenary indulgence is to pray for the intentions of the Holy Father. you got a few more days left and pray for the intentions of the Holy Father at a cemetery. Receive Holy Communion. Go to confession. Do all of those things. That whole bundle equals one plenary indulgence. You pass that off to the saints in purgatory. You get somebody out of purgatory, you get them into heaven. I mean, everybody's kind of of the, like most of the churches, the church is pretty much of the opinion that anybody you get out of purgatory is going to be grateful and you can ask them to pray for you. And now they, as saints in heaven, are praying for you. 
And if we were to, I don't know, maybe just point all of this in the direction so that we can gain the repentance of the people of our who lead our nation, maybe, just maybe, maybe, we can pull back from this disaster that's going to wipe us out. Because the butt-whipping we're about to get is a butt-whipping of legend. Because we have allowed so much crap to just go on in this country. The people jokingly say that at some point, if God doesn't wipe us off the earth, he's going to have to go to Sodom and Gomorrah and give them an apology. Because what we're doing today hasn't been seen since the times of Noah. And we know how that story wrapped up. So pray for the church. Pray for the nation. Pray for all of us in Catholic social media. All of us ornery little podcasters with our loud mouths. Pray for us. That we may stay on the straight and narrow and actually call out to you for the things you need to know. The show can be reached at RadioFreeCatholic.com. I can be emailed, Caleb, at RadioFreeCatholic.com. There is actually a subscription thing. I do try to actually schedule these out. So if you're a subscriber, if you're one of the guys or, guys or gals that feeds the raccoons for a dollar a month, typically you'll get most of the episodes two to three days early. It's a dollar. <clears throat> I refuse to ask for any more more than that. Even though, you know, the value of a dollar has fallen through the floor. Like, actually, what I get after the, after the contribution, I can't even buy a soda with. And I'm not talking about, like, a Coca-Cola at a Coke machine. I'm talking about, you know, a great value, whatever, something or other. Like, there's not enough left afterwards. <clears throat> I can buy a postage, postage stamp. <laughs> But for a dollar a month, you you know, you get access early. And shoot me an email. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Caleb Mechanic on Twitter. And feel free to shoot a message. Most of the time I respond the same day. Occasionally I wait a day or two. Less waiting, more sleeping more or less. I do have a day job. This isn't my full-time thing. I'm, you know, if Trad Inc. is a thing, I'm more like Trad LLC or the Trad Company. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not Trad Inc. <laughs> so, anyhow. I leave all that out there because, honestly, I forget all the time that I am actually like there is, this is actually almost not quite like there is a thing with this. Um, Cause mostly I just want to put out the message. <clears throat> if you want to spread the message I hear, cause I know this podcast is on Apple podcasts. If you rate it, you, you know, you do the whole five star thing. I honestly, I don't even know if it would like, I don't know. I don't even know. I haven't actually accessed any of that. So I hear if you rate it, if you rate it, especially if you rate it five stars, it'll, it'll spread it off to other people. Um, 
but occasionally I've only got enough to save once. So <clears throat> I leave that out there because, you know, technically I'm technically supposed to like, if I was doing my job right, I would actually say that in every podcast. But mostly, I want your prayers. Because I know exactly how far off the rails I can go. Almost did, actually. This was almost a completely different episode. Didn't even talk about the same thing I initially hit the record button. And at this time, like at this point, I got to this and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even picking up the guitar. I'll pick up the guitar in the next episode when I'm less likely to fall completely off a cliff. <clears throat> anyway, pray for the church, pray for the nation, pray for all of us in Catholic social media, because we're all trying to do a very, very difficult thing. And that's bring the truth to you. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.